Today's podcast is brought to you by Howie's new book, Paperboy. To order today, go to HowieCarshow.com and click on store. Better strap yourself in. It's time for the Howie Car Show. Specifically calling for the genocide of Jews, does that constitute bullying or harassment? It is a context-dependent decision. In that moment, I was focused on our university's long-standing policies aligned with the U.S. Constitution. Right. Live from the Matthews Brothers Studios. So I want to know, what did you think of what you saw tonight? I thought there were a lot of fireworks going on. Your best state is New Hampshire, and even there, two-thirds of GOP voters say they would be angry and disappointed if you won. Just walk yourself off that stage, enjoy a nice meal, yeah. and get the hell out of this yeah, place. Let, let I'm not done yet. Well, this now is, look, this is, and no. here's, this is the fourth debate. The fourth debate that you would be voted in the first 20 minutes as the most obnoxious blowhard in America. So shut up for And Trump is still the winner. Rump swabs, hacks, and moon bats beware. It's... Howie Carr. Welcome to the Howie Car Show, 844-500-4242. If you want to join us, 844-500-4242. 42, the uh, Fabrizia gift certificates are gone. They went they went really fast. If you got one, get the lemon loaf. Bye-bye. It's very moist. Anyway, 844-500-4242. We, we were talking late yesterday in the show about the uh, testimony of the uh, three, three college presidents, two from the Poison Ivy League, uh, at, uh, at a house committee meeting on Wednesday, or excuse me, Tuesday, I guess it was. And uh, it was uh, Claudine Gay of Harvard, uh, Sally Kornbluth of MIT, those are the two Cambridge institutions, and the University of Pennsylvania, and that would be a a woman named Liz McGill. And they were terrible. They they were, Elise Stefanik, a Harvard grad, a uh, Republican congresswoman from uh, Saratoga Springs, New York, she uh, she tried to get them to say, will, will the students be disciplined for this uh, this anti-Semitic hate speech, this uh, these calls for what amounts to genocide, and they kept uh, pulling the old uh, the old routine that uh, that has worked so well for the other comrades over the years. That's uh, we can't get into that. That in, that involves uh, it's an ongoing investigation. It's. Uh, it involves sources and methods. Uh, we can't discuss disciplinary uh, actions against our students, et cetera, et cetera. And they just kept hemming and hawing. These are the same people that uh, you know uh, have uh, have canceled all all sorts of people, up to the president of Harvard University, Lawrence Summers, a few years back, for saying that uh, women uh, didn't uh, didn't seem to be involved in math programs as much as men did. He was canceled for that. That was a cancelable offense, but calling for genocide of the Jews is, you know, that's, eh, it's nuanced. It's, it's, there's a con- context is involved. That's the word they kept using, context. It was, it was really, really bad. And uh, I, I, I thought the thing would kind of like die down, but it's just picked up more steam. The, this is the uh, front page of the uh, New York Post, College Shame Day. White House. Think about that. White House. Joe Biden has gotten rich 
off of uh, the University of Pennsylvania laundering money, red Chinese money for him through his uh, his his little I don't know what you think tank. That's that's a bad. I know that's a ridiculous term to use when you talk about Joe Biden. College shame day. White House blasts three top university pre- presidents after they weasel about anti-Semitism. And but it's just getting it's just picking up steam. And uh, today uh, there was a banner flying over uh, Harvard Square in Cambridge. A, a Harvard Jewish group apparently bought the you know rented a plane and they have a banner with a Palestinian flag. And uh, behind the uh, Palestinian flag, it says, Harvard hates Jews. That's pretty amazing that they would, that they would do something like that. We're going we're gonna to tweet out a picture of it very, uh, very shortly. It, it's out. We've already got it out. So go to at Howie Carr Show, uh, and uh, you, can, you, can see the, you can see the actual picture. It's um, Jewish students reportedly hired the airplane carrying the Palestinian flag and an aerial banner with the words Harvard hates Jews to circle the campus following uh, President Claudine Gay's testimony in Congress on Tuesday. Anti-Semitic chants have filled the Cambridge campus since the uh, terrorist attacks in Israel on October 7th. The, uh, the aerial campaign, this is according to, to, the, uh, to the group, seeks to respond to the runaway anti-Semitism on the campus and the shocking support for Hamas terrorism and rape obscenely vocalized by Harvard faculty and students following the October 7th massacre in Israel, according to the group that took responsibility for the banner. The American college campuses have become toxic dumps filled with Jew hatred and anti-Israel violence. Harvard's logo, Veritas, is the Latin word for truth, and the banner flown over Harvard's skies reveals the painful truth behind the reality of the institution today. What was once the symbol of dignity and tolerance is sunk deep into an oblivion of hatred and lies. The terror flag and jarring banner will circle over their heads until they can't hide anymore. I wouldn't go overboard about how tolerant Harvard was. You know, 100 years ago, they had a quota system for Jews. They they didn't want to let in only a certain number. They didn't hire many, a lot of Jewish faculty members either. That was, but you know, it's it's gotten it's. I mean, obviously, it's never been as bad as it is right now with this uh, rampant anti-Semitism. So, last night, right around the the, the mainstream uh, media, whether it's uh, networks or the uh, or this or the state-run print organs like the New York Times, the Washington Post, they have early earlier deadlines than they used to have because of the fact that they print fewer papers. There's fewer printing printing facilities around. So the deadline is usually around 7, 8 o'clock for getting it into the print editions. So at 6.56 last night, just on on deadline, Liz McGill from the University of Pennsylvania, she's got uh, basically the governor of Pennsylvania, Josh Shapiro, one of the senators from Pennsylvania, uh, John Fetterman, they're calling for her resignation. The other senator, Bob Casey, is is you know ripping her to shreds she's she's had all kinds of uh, their top donors uh saying they're gonna they're not gonna give any more money claudine gay's got the same problems but liz mcgill has has this has probably even more money 
more problems because her her uh, her campus was anti-Semitic even before October seventh. They had this Palestinian writers conference shortly before the uh, before the genocidal attack, and they were they were basically uh, demanding the uh, the eradication of Israel even before the massacre. So Liz McGill puts out this tweets out this this video, this weird video. She's 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 looking into the into the teleprompter, but she's not really like looking at it. I mean it's just it, it's kind of disconcerting the way she's looking down when she's talking. And but what was even stranger was the way she uh, the the way she set it up, and basically you're not gonna, if you haven't heard this you're not going to really believe it. She's blaming the fact that she didn't denounce anti-Semitism on the campus because she was worrying about the Constitution. They have no shame. These, none of these people have any shame. This is Liz McGill, the president of the University of Pennsylvania, last night. Cut four. There was a moment during yesterday's congressional hearing on anti-Semitism when I was asked if a call for the genocide of Jewish people on our campus would violate our policies. In that moment, I was focused on our university's longstanding policies aligned with the U.S. Constitution, which say that speech alone is not punishable. I was not focused on, but I should have been, the irrefutable fact that a call for genocide of Jewish people is a call for some of the most terrible violence human beings can perpetrate. It's evil, plain and simple. I want to be clear A call for genocide of Jewish people is threatening, deeply so. It is intentionally meant to terrify a people who have been subjected to pogroms and hatred for centuries and were the victims of mass genocide in the Holocaust. In my view, it would be harassment or intimidation. For decades, under multiple Penn presidents and consistent with most universities, Penn's policies have been guided by the Constitution and the law. In today's world, where we are seeing signs of hate proliferating across our campus and our world in a way not seen in years, these policies need to be clarified and evaluated. Penn must initiate a serious and careful look at our policies. And Provost Jackson and I will immediately convene a process to do so. As president, I'm committed to a safe, secure, and supportive environment so all members of our community can thrive. We can and we will get this right. Thank you. How many chances are you going to get, Liz McGill? So she's saying she couldn't... This, this is a woman that's got all these advanced degrees. She used to be the, uh, the, the, the head of Stanford Law School where the, uh, where the, the federal judge was uh, screamed off the, uh, off the stage last winter. But she, she's this brilliant academic president of an Ivy League college. She's getting millions of dollars a year in salary. And she can't concentrate on two things at once, namely the, the problem of denouncing genocidal 
calls by her students and protecting people's constitutional rights. She can't she can't hold those two two thoughts simultaneously. It's it's really pitiful. This this just made it worse for her. It, we're going to take a lot of your calls on this when we come back. We got a lot to get through here today. 844-500-4242. 844-500-4242. I love products that help me find some peace, especially during this hectic time of the year. And nothing finds me uh, helps me find more peace than uh, my Raycon everyday earbuds. I can just uh, stick them in and make the world go away. I can just listen to the music or the podcast or whatever audio I want, and I don't have to worry about bothering anybody else with uh, my choices, which might not be too popular, as popular with the people I'm around when I'm uh, when I'm listening to my Raycons. Raycons are the just the the best product there is. They're half the price of other uh, other earbuds, other premium brands. And now uh, Raycon is expanding with just in time for the holidays. Uh, the all of the uh, all of the products they make available to you. They now have PowerTech products that make sure you never run out of charge. Raycon is here to make your everyday routine that much better this holiday season. Taylor can tell you how good the uh, Raycon uh, products are too. Not just the earbuds, but some of the charging stations and uh, and other other uh, new new products as well. Right? right, like if if you're looking for if you're a, a mixed household like mine, where you have Apple and Android users that refuse to switch to the the other side, th- they have products at Ray by slash Howie that can help you out. They've got charging cords with. Like three, four different adapters. Magic one eighty charging cable. Yep, yes. exactly. And so it's just a, a one fits all. You just got to buy the one cord, and everybody can charge off of the one cord. You don't have to swap out cords all the time. I'm going to be on vacation next week, and I'm very much looking forward to using my Raycons on the plane because that what better place to have Raycons? You don't have to listen to crying babies, obnoxious passengers or even the the sound of the plane itself. You can put yourself into complete isolation with whatever you're doing, listening to music, or watching a movie, whatever it is. So I'm very much looking forward to using my Raycons. Another new product, their faucet filter. It removes 99.9% of all contaminants, bacteria, and chemicals in your sink water. Raycon has been known now for years for delivering high-quality and thoughtful features at half the price of other premium tech brands, and now they have these uh, new products available at... Uh, buyraycon.com. Raycon uh, has an easy and free return guarantee, and they offer free shipping and buy now, pay later options. So hurry now to buyraycon.com slash Howie, and you can get 15% off your entire Raycon order. Perfect for last-minute gifts or to ring in the new year. That's buyraycon.com slash Howie to get 15% off your Raycon products. Buyraycon.com slash Howie. I'm Howie Carr. Want more from The Howie Car Show? Yes, always. Watch Howie live at rumble.com slash The Howie Car Show. He's not just another pretty face. He's an extraordinarily good-looking man. He's Howie Car. There's a little bit of a bromance going on there. The Emperor of Hate, Howie Car, is back. Today's poll question is brought to you by Balance 7. Stop procrastinating and get your energy back. I take it a couple of times every day, and it's, it's, it's great for me, great for 
you'll you'll get used to it and you'll really enjoy it. Balance 7. New customers can save $10 and get free shipping at balance7.com with code Howie. Taylor, what is the poll question? What are the results thus far? Today's poll question, which you can vote in at howiecarshow.com, is who's your current choice to be Donald Trump's running mate in 2024? Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders, Governor Kristi Noem, Representative Byron Donalds, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, Tucker Carlson, Senator J.D. Vance, or Dr. Ben Carson? Except for Carson, all those names came out of an Axios story today, uh, citing uh, unnamed insiders in the in the uh, Trump campaign about who who's bubbling to the surface. And they're saying Tucker Carlson because he's become a, uh, a favorite of Melania Trump, and she's pushing him uh, behind the scenes as the vice presidential candidate. I'm going to vote for Byron Donalds. 14% now say Byron Donalds. 21% say Tucker Carlson. He's up to second place. Uh, third place is Governor Kristi Noem. And first place, Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders with 26%. She's she's really good. She she is good. She she, she surprised me how good she is. 844-500-4242. By the way, did you see that restaurant that she was run out of when she was uh, Trump's press secretary back in, I think, 2017? It's gone out of business. Oh, no. Harvard's, uh, Harvard, <laughs> Harvard, and MIT and Penn are under the gun, and the restaurant that, that allowed uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders to be run out is, is gone, too. 844-500-4242. 508 says, what I don't understand is how the First Amendment only works for leftists, but not for conservatives. I get it now. <laughs> No, it still doesn't work for conservatives. It only it only protects it only protects leftist hate speech. It doesn't protect rightist or right wing, uh, you know, controversial speech. It doesn't even have to be hate speech. You know, Larry ask Larry Summers if he engaged in hate speech, and he got fired as president of Harvard. And it's happened to a lot of uh, professors. You know, people that aren't as well known. Donald, you're next with Howie Carr. Go ahead, Donald. Hello. Hi. You there? No. No. Turn your radio down, Donald. We have uh, we have a lot of new listeners these days, uh, with uh, Newsmax two expanding, and uh, you know some some people don't understand. You know we have the delay, and you got to turn that your radio down. I don't I don't know if he's there or not. Eight four four five hundred. Hello. You there? Yes, Allie. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe I got on your show. Hey, uh, why don't these people go back home to to fight things right in their own right. world? I've, I've been seeing the same thing. I mean, how many how many of these people that, you know, all these uh, all these uh, uh, Muslim Harvard students who signed this these horrible petitions that they put out right after October seventh, they're saying, "Oh, we're going to be we're going to be deported. We're going to lose our scholarships. Though, what's going to happen to us?" Well, you you talked about how much you hate Israel. There's a war going on. You know, Hamas has been decimated by the Israelis. They they need new recruits. You know, leave, you know, come back from Boston, from Philadelphia, from Providence, Brown University, from Ithaca, New York, where the Cornell University is. Come back.
Live from the Matthews Brothers Studios. 844-500-4242. I'm just looking over all the uh, comments. You know, we played a lot of the cuts yesterday from uh, from from Gay at Harvard and uh, and McGill from Penn. And I don't, we didn't play many from Cornbluff, but she was terrible too. But, but Gay and McGill were uh, were above her even. But they, they were saying the same things. Like, for instance, Elise Stefanik, who was really good, turns out she's Harvard, 06. I learned that this morning reading it in the Harvard Crimson, the student newspaper. Uh, she kept asking them, you know, uh, it, the, the, does it violate these poison Ivy League schools' codes of conduct to demand the death of, uh, of, of certain people, certain groups? Gay, this is a quote, it depends on the context. McGill, it is a context-dependent decision. Really. Context. It's nuanced. It's, it's, it's complicated. By the way, uh, Harvard says that uh, fatophobia, whatever that is, is, uh, is violence. And uh, so, and then they, they continued this, this pattern of repeating their words in, uh, in, their, in their apology statements. You, you heard, uh, you heard uh, McGill from Penn say, I want to be clear. I want to be clear. And then earlier yesterday, Gay had issued her own statement saying people were confused about what she said. I don't think anybody was confused. But here's what she here's what she said. Let me be clear. Really? McGill from Penn wants to be clear, and Gay from Harvard says, let me be clear. And this is the second time that Gay has had to issue a clarifying statement about how how uh, Harvard opposes uh, calls to to uh, kill the Jews uh, the first one when the uh, when all the uh, all the the uh, Muslim student groups issued the calls basically congratulating Hamas on wiping out 1200 Israeli civilians on October 7th massacring them they uh, she she issued this tepid statement saying nothing and she had to issue a second statement. Let me let there be no doubt that I condemn the terrorist active atrocities. So if if there if you have to say let there be no doubt, that means there was doubt. There is doubt. Just like when I when you say let me be clear, it means you're not clear. I have some doubt. Who is she defining as the terrorists? <laughs> They, they, this is this is really this is really weak. It's, it, I'm telling you. So Biden is denouncing them, or his through his spokesman. He he couldn't put together a coherent sentence on this. But his his one of his uh, you know secondary uh, flax yesterday issued a statement saying this was wrong and that they should be able to denounce it. And now, even the fake Indian and the fake Indian. It's it's interesting to note the connections here between Penn and Harvard. They're both Ivy League schools. There's a, there's a survey that comes out every year. It just, it just came out, the annual survey of freedom of speech on university campuses. They, they take 248 college, colleges and universities, and they 
judge, they rate them on how, how much freedom of speech there is on the campus. 248. You know who finished 248th in freedom of speech on campus this year? Harvard. You know who finished 247th? University of Pennsylvania. When Elizabeth Warren, now the senator from Massachusetts, the fake Indian, when she started checking the box and running her, uh, her, her fake Indian grift, claiming to be a Native American, even though she's not, the first Ivy League college that hired her gave her tenure, the first place she ever got tenure, actually, University of Pennsylvania. Then she quickly parlayed that into making even more wampum at Harvard Law School. And then she ran for great white father. 844-500-4242. So even Elizabeth Warren now has, uh, she was on uh, MSNBC today and she was asked about the uh, three presidents. And again, she lives in Cambridge. She got a, uh, as a Native American at the time, now she's a white woman again. She got a uh, interest-free loan to buy a two or three million dollar mansion within walking distance of Harvard Square. Uh, she uh, she was asked about uh, about the two the two schools that in her home in her new hometown of Cambridge and the one that used to employ her. So she has connections to all three schools. So this is what uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren said uh, when she was asked about the three schools and their uh, anti-Semitism. Cut thirty one. Do you think that these, these uh, the leaders of these universities, the three that you saw, should still be in their jobs? You've, you've, you've been very outspoken about other people and their jobs. I'm curious about these people and their jobs. Look, they have all said, I think, they have all said that they are wrong. And if you can't lead, if you can't stand up and say what is right and wrong very much in the extreme right. cases, and these are extreme cases, okay. then you've got a problem. That's as tepid a statement as, uh, as Claudine Gay issued repeatedly. 844, you've got a problem. Yeah. Eight, how about lying to get, a, uh, to get a job that's a set-aside for a Native American when, you're, when, you're, uh, when your family, uh, your ancestors uh, were part of the Tennessee militia that herded up the, the Cherokees uh, on the Trail of Tears to Oklahoma? Is that a problem? No. Not for Elizabeth Warren. She's a fake Indian. She's asked now about how did this surge uh, begin uh, of anti-Semitism, Jewish, anti-Jewish hatred. Cut 32. We learned in college as senator that allowed them to think that if it's levied, uh, leveled at, at uh, Jewish people, it's okay. The same it's people not- that were marching with Black Lives Matter are now the ones, or some of them, uh, that, that would... You know, go to the mat and be out every day marching for that. Are some of the people now saying genocide to the Jews? Where did that? How did that happen on liberal college campuses? Calling for genocide is wrong. Leaders no, should no, make you keep that. Saying that. Well, I understand that, but how did? I mean, it came from somewhere. You don't. You don't think the progressive left has any culpability in in, in driving us to this point right now, Senator? I th- I think that what has happened is that people feel the pain of the Middle East, and they feel it on both sides very personally. Bull. Bull. Who is that guy, by the way? He's, he's, uh, he's on MSNBC. He won't be on for long asking those kinds of questions to one of their, uh, 
one of their goddesses. 844-500-4242. Kevin, you're next with Howie Carr. Go ahead, Kevin. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. Um, I think that that uh, last guy is ringing the right bell. I think that the, nobody is really any more anti-Semitistic than than they were um, racist last when they had the 2021 riots. They're looking for um, they were looking for something to carry on disobedience into this election cycle. So uh, they never let a good crisis go to waste. And uh, I, I just I just think that most of this stuff is is brought up. I don't think that most of the population cares that people are black, white, Jewish, or anything. Yeah. It's just that uh, they now have the opportunity for, hey, we can riot again now. Well, so it's, it's, it's just you know be- the other thing, Kevin, is you know they you know they used to have a, a society where, you know, it wasn't true in practice, but. Theoretically, the society strove to be blind in when it came to justice. You know, every you know it was every every man or woman is created equal. Now, now we're just uh, steeped in identity politics. That's all it is. You know, everybody's a member of an identity group, and they have to uh, you you know uh, have uh, blind loyalty. As as horrible as the Nazis of Hamas are, all these people on these uh, campuses that uh, that come from the same background and the ones who are sort of groupies for them, the rich, uh, the rich uh, white Anglo types, they just, and they, they just follow in their, uh, in their, their tailwind and, uh, and just want to, want to just Go with them, they, because they that that way they can become honorary victims too, just like the uh, the the Muslims claim that they're victims, and this is this is what it, it's just horrible. What's what the the campuses have degenerated into? Thanks for the call, Kevin. David, you're next with Howie Carr. Go ahead, David. I'll be interesting if they said if you call for the killing of gay students or gay professors, you should probably call that hate speech. But if they call for the killing of, let's say, Jewish gay students or Jewish gay professors, well, then it would probably depend on the context, according to what she said. These people are hypocrites, Howie. The horrific things that happen in Israel, you'd expect a more stronger outcry with the leadership and the people and the administration of Howard. These people are gutless, spineless, immoral cowards. I, I agree. They... You know they they I you know I thought uh, that uh, you know women women violence against women had to cease and now they're pretending that there was no violence against women that that the uh, the the uh, Israelis uh, women were not raped that the uh, the the babies were not ripped from the wombs they were not beheaded they're pre- they're pretending all this is a uh, is a false flag and it's just it's just nonsense. And that uh, that the Israelis are uh, indiscriminately massacring uh, the Palestinians. They're they're trying to get them out. The Is- the Israelis are the ones who are observing the uh, the the rules of uh, international law, and uh, and the 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 uh, the Hamas. All of their military installations are are uh, violations of uh, international law. They're they're put in schools, in mosques, in hospitals. 
they're, they're finding all these weapons everywhere. They're, they're basically using the entire uh, Palestinian population as hostages, not just those 130 uh, or so Israelis and a handful of Americans that are left as hostages. They're using their own population. They, there, were, there were reports uh, two weeks ago that uh, Pal- Palestinians trying to flee Hamas control have, uh, have been slaughtered by the, uh, by the Hamas soldiers because they need them as hostages. They, and, and they don't care. They don't care about that. You're right. There was a in Western Mass uh, Smith College a few years back. A uh, the the president of Smith College put out a uh, put out a a memo, and she said she said all lives matter. And there was a, a giant furor. They said, how, I, how dare you say all lives matter? She had to issue a groveling apology, just like uh, this McGill did for, at University of Pennsylvania. They were all excited. They, they blocked the, the uh, students, blocked traffic on the Smith College campus because she said all lives matter. That's what they get excited about. Jews being slaughtered in the Mideast, they don't, they don't really care about that. The one, not all, some of them do, but the, the ones that are, uh, that are the ones that are running amok in the streets that are putting uh, swastikas everywhere, holding up uh, Nazi flags, chanting uh, death to the Jews. They don't care. You think they care? You think they care about the, about anything other than their own identity groups? Finally, the perfect gift for somebody who has everything, a gift that will reach eternity. What could be better? Preborn gives this gift 200 times every day as they rescue babies whose lives are in peril. Even as God knits these babies together in their mother's wombs, they are precious and beautiful. Their hearts begin to form at conception and, at just three weeks, are already beating. At five weeks, a baby's heartbeat can be heard on ultrasound. By six weeks, their eyes are forming. By 10 weeks, a baby can suck his or her own thumb. Preborn needs our help to save these precious souls. For just $28, you can sponsor an ultrasound and introduce a mother to her baby, which doubles that baby's chance at life. And now, through a matching grant, your gift saves twice as many babies. Please give the gift of life. To donate, dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 baby or go to preborn.com slash Howie. That's preborn.com slash Howie. I'm Howie Carr. The Howie Carr Show will be right back. Listening to the Howie Carr Show. One of the texters, uh, 603, points out what I neglected to mention, which is that Harvard earlier this year, along with my alma mater, the University of North Carolina, lost a major Supreme Court case where both colleges, UNC and Harvard, were found guilty of discriminating against Asians, just engaging in blatant racism blatant racism. They were ordered to stop it. And now, now Harvard's caught, after being caught discriminating against Asians, now they're caught uh, in gay, or, you know, condoning anti-Semitism on the campus. But you know what? Their endowment is $53 billion. 
MIT's endowment, $23 billion. Penn's endowment, $21 billion. Doesn't matter if some of the, you know, people are saying they're going to give uh, Harvard, all these alumni, especially at Harvard, are saying that they're going to, their protest is going to be that instead of giving like whatever they usually give for a donation at the end of the year for the tax write off, they're going to give a buck. They're going to send them like a, a $1 bill. But, you know, when, when you got $53 billion in your endowment, what does it really matter? I think you can write it out. 844-500-4242. I used to live in Harvard Square in a building. It was a rental, a rental building. And I, I knew the owner of the place. He liked me in there because I wasn't going to hassle him because it was rent control in those days. And Harvard would come around every few years and say, you want to sell the building? Because it was right, right directly off the campus. And he'd say, no, I don't want to sell it. And they'd say, that's okay. We'll come back later. We're going to be around long after you're gone. That's their, that's their theory, you know? They don't care. Ultimately, I mean, Claudine Gay wants to, you know, keep riding her her uh, her million-dollar, probably $2 million gig, but the the institution, it goes on. Uh, John, you're next with Howie Carr. Go ahead, John. How are you doing, Howie? Good. Hey, listen, um, I want to follow up on a guy a couple of times, uh, a few times ago, who said uh, the protesters if they want to fight for this and go home and fight for them? Yes. The problem is they don't. They don't. They won't. Because no, of course not. They want to be the. They want to be the cigarette that starts the million acre fire. That's what they want to do. <laughs> is they do. And I'm not kidding. This is very serious, Howie. Because what's going to happen here is there's going to be another 9/11, but ten times worse. And what's going to happen is we're going to know someone. We're going to know the name, and I want to know how serious. They're going to take it when they say, oh, my God, that was my cousin. That was my brother. They got killed by a protester. You know, I, I'm old How enough to remember 9-11, John, and I thought that would wake up America, but it didn't. I mean, we, we have more of these terrorists in the country now, I believe, than we did on 9-11. Thanks for the call, John. Jack, you're next with Howie Carr. Go ahead, Jack. Yeah, thanks, Howie. Uh, Howie, I seem to remember that back in the 19, I believe it was in the 1980s, the uh, head of Egypt wanted to sign a peace agreement with Israel, and didn't he get assassinated, like, immediately? If, if any of those neighboring countries, Lebanon, Egypt, uh, Jordan, if they ever try and, and make a peace settlement with Israel, well, I, those I, leaders are I, I think that was, uh, I think that was Anwar Sadat. Yeah, he, it did, it did happen to him. But on the other hand, you know, the Muslim Brotherhood uh, took over Egypt for a while, and uh, Sisi uh, overthrew them. And, and the Muslim Brotherhood wanted to wanted to eradicate Israel. And Sisi is a pretty good neighbor to Israel. It's about as good as they're going to get in that neighborhood. Thanks for the call. We'll be back with more of this on Howie Talks.